Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Hello, and welcome to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and this program, Autism One, a conversation of hope for Tuesday, September 23rd. I'm your host, Terry Aranga, here with my guests, Ken Siri and Aaron Feinstein. Ken Siri is known for his coordination of the Cutting Edge Therapies for Autism book series, as well as 1001 Tips for the Parents of Autistic Boys, all published by Skyhorse Publishing. Ken is single and a sole custody dad to Alex, a teenager who is nonverbal and significantly impacted by autism. Ken also serves as a board member of the National Autism Association, New York Metro Chapter. Aaron Feinstein is an educator, author, and theater and film director. He is at the helm of the Miracle Project New York, the organization Action Play, and Aaron is the director of the upcoming film Big Daddy Autism, which features Ken Siri and Alex in their area of New York City, Manhattan. Welcome, gentlemen. Hi, Terry. Thanks for having us. Hi, Terry. Thank you for joining us. Ken, we're going to start with you. You coordinate the wonderful, comprehensive, cutting-edge therapies for autism book series that is produced by Skyhorse Publishing regularly. When I allude to listeners that your son, Alex, is significantly impacted by physiological conditions associated with autism, what does that mean? Uh, Well, in Alex's case, it means he has a lot of gastrointestinal issues. Um, So, for instance, um, Alex always had, well, you know what, let me back up real quick. Alex um, regressed uh, after the age of three, which is a little bit late than you hear most children who regressed. Um, But prior to that, he was, you know, he was speaking fine and he can count to 10, I always say, in multiple languages. And on 9-11, he was able to say, turn that off, that's scary, in regards to the TV coverage of 9-11. Um, but shortly after that, Alex, um, he, he always had a, a, um, uh, issues with some ear infections, and he used to take a lot of inhaled albuterol as he was, um, when he was an infant, uh, up till about the age of two or so. And somehow, after the age of three, he began losing some speech. Um, and by the end of uh, that year, uh, the end of 2000, uh, and one, he had, within six months, he had lost all of his speech, and he's been mostly nonverbal since then, but he's been absolutely, uh, especially recently, been able to um, have some word approximations and actually get out some words, and in some cases, actually uh, a few words together, which is really exciting. Uh, but, but Alex um, has always had some GI uh, issues, and it was really brought home to me two years ago because he had gone to a camp upstate in New York that's really good and specializes with kids on the spectrum. And while he was up there, uh, I guess a virus had, had gone around. So I went up there and, and picked him up, and he had been up there two weeks, but the virus went around, let's say, on the last, uh, last night, and everyone in the camp had gotten sick. Um, uh, but then Alex stayed sick through the whole summer, and we were in and out of hospitals all summer. 
Um, and what wound up being the diagnosis was ulcerative colitis, uh, which is an inflammatory bowel disease. And uh, he's, he's been getting treated for that for a while. And it was, it was quite serious. I mean, they were actually considering, uh, I wasn't considering, but the, 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 the doctors were at one point saying, you know, if, if Humira, which is the drug he's on right now for that, uh, hadn't worked, we may have had to consider uh, surgery. Uh, but when the doctors looked at his, importantly, when the doctors looked at his, um, his scans um, of his gastrointestinal tract, he had like ulcers throughout his entire GI tract. So whatever happened upstate the, with the virus, it was something that had made an ongoing condition worse. And the, the depth and I guess the seriousness of the ulcers would tell various GI specialist, including uh, Dr. Krigsman, who's, who's gone over all of Alice's work, that he probably had this condition maybe functioning sort of at a low level and building up over the course of about 10 years, which brings it back to about when he regressed. So um, I was actually kind of excited, to tell you the truth, when, when I got this information, because I figured that this was a large piece of Alex's puzzle. Um, and since we've been treated for it, it's been better. This, this is kind of a long answer, but that's you know, in Alex's case, um, a lot of the, the like comorbid medical conditions and or the underlying um, cause potentially for Alex's regression has been uh, physiological. It has even been established in mainstream news at this point and mainstream research at this point that that there is that gut brain connection yes. and flora in the gut, et cetera, can influence. Uh, things that are going on in the brain. We know that as the gut goes, so goes the body. So thank you for sharing all of that uh, with us, Ken. Do you think, Ken, that it is rather unusual for a father to get sole custody of any child in general? Um, Yes, and I say that because um, I know of only one other dad, you know, that, that has gotten custody from, you know, another parent. I, I know of some circumstances where, you know, that there's only one parent for a particular reason. But, um, you know, since, especially since, you know, I had never, you know, before we started working on, on Big Daddy Autism, I had not heard of another single soul uh, custody dad um, in that. I, you know, there were a couple dads that had, you know, certainly joint custody, um, and there's a lot of dads involved. But I hadn't heard of a dad that had, you know, been doing, you know, basically has them has their child, you know, twenty four seven three sixty five. Um, and uh, but now I, I think I've heard of one other dad since we started um, disseminating the information on Big Daddy, in particular the tra- trailer. There was one other dad who had contacted me, and he was telling me I'm the only other single soul custody dad he heard of. So um, it is it is pretty rare for whatever reason, um, which, you know, we, we can guesstimate on whether it's, you know, societal issues or, you know, potentially even the fact that um, maybe moms are tougher than dads in certain, in certain, in certain circumstances. Mama bears. Well, yeah. why do you think in general, not related to autism, being a single dad is unique versus being a single mom? Yeah, I think, I mean, as... You know, it's certainly it's it's our culture, um, partially in that you know the the dads traditionally were the ones who went out and worked, and moms traditionally, 
you know, stayed at home. That's obviously been changing over the last, you know, several decades, which is, which is great. So now there's sort of, you know, now it's more of a gray area. So you do hear of some dads, you know, staying home or maybe working from home. Um, but you definitely still do not hear of a lot of dads as being the primary uh, caregiver for a child, even if there's uh, joint custody. Um, and then, you know, and, and part of it may be, um, you know, so part of it's, uh, I guess, culture slash tradition. And part of it is, um, since, the, you know, the women bear uh, the, the child, I guess, in some uh, evolutionary ways, maybe it makes, uh, makes sense as well. Um, but that being said, I think in our society, I think um, dads probably need to do more. I guess I was talking to Ken from an interpersonal standpoint rather than a cultural or societal um, yeah. standpoint. Here, let me elaborate. Sure. And Aaron, I promise, and I, listeners, I promise we're going to get to talk to Aaron too. Ken, what is the importance of fathers being present in the home, in general, in any home, and especially with regard to a special needs situa- situation, especially when special needs are significant, and you can differentiate between whether the offspring is a son or a daughter. Um, yeah, that's good. You know, certainly one, um, and I'm, I'm, my mind's uh, throwing a whole bunch of different uh, ideas at me at once. You know, one is that, you know, the dad, I think, is usually the person who maybe is responsible for um, discipline um, and maybe is seen as, and, and, and I don't mean necessarily punishment or something like that, but it's, you know, the, maybe the dad has, the, you know, the louder voice or maybe the dad is, um, um, especially with boys, probably should be more involved, especially as the child gets older. Like, you know, so I know, for instance, now, um, Alex, who's 16, is my size. He actually slightly outweighs and is a little bit taller than me, I'm told, although I, I, I'm still not sure about that. But um, he, he, so he's a little bit larger than me now. So, you know, as, tri- as the children with special needs, especially if they have periods of time where they may have tantrums or behavioral issues that, like in Alex's case, I know now it's, you know, it's all acting out when he doesn't feel well, um, and they're large and, and strong, especially the boys, um, you know, in some cases, mom may not be able to physically help the child in certain cases. So, it, like, for instance, with Alex, when Alex is not feeling well, um, he will, you know, tantrum, and he, and he may bite himself. Uh, it's possible he could bite or hit someone else. And these are signs, uh, you know, these are because he can't communicate, you know, his pain. And what he usually wants, you know, I've, we've learned now over the years, is that um, he wants uh, uh, pressure. So famously, Temple Grandin had created that uh, squeeze machine when she felt, when she did not uh, feel well, and especially when anxiety set in, and she needed to almost sort of be crushed. Alex, ha- Alex and I have this, uh, it's almost a game called Crusher, which I know Aaron's, uh, captured in some footage, which is when Alex is having this type of meltdown and it's either anxiety or him not feeling well or potentially both, um, he wants someone to really 
kind of contain him. And what he does is kind of jump on, you know, jump down onto the floor, and I kind of have to be on top of him and hold him down for a significant period of time. And in most circumstances, that's probably or should be, you know, the, do- the job of, uh, of, of a dad. Like a gentle football huddle? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm exactly. I mean, in this case, he actually wants, and again, this, this partially comes into the GI issue, but he definitely wants pressure on his whole abdomen area, and he may want it for a period of time. Some of it may be sort of like a, a nestling and feeling closeness thing, but when he's really anxious, and again, you know, eventually everyone will see this in, in the film, he wants like the pressure on there because it helps him feel better in some way, and he can't complete, completely communicate that now, but we hear that with kids who have learned to communicate, you know, with typing or writing, or again, folks who are more verbal, like Dr. Grant, and they have said that this type of thing helps them. But, you know, in this case, it's, um, you know, you need to be present in order to be patient to ferret out this kind of information by sort of being observant. Um, and also, you know, in basically, you know, the man is a little bit larger, you know, than one woman, and, and he tends to be stronger, and they're brought up playing football and those other types of things, and this is the kind of um, uh, contact that you may or may not need with your son at specific times, um, so the dads really need to be, you know, a presence there. Um, well, yeah, so, you know, go ahead. Thank you for that tip, Ken, and I like your sure. turn of phrase, present in order to be patient. And we're going to take a brief break here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. During the break, you can visit a site that shows you the trailer for Big Daddy Autism, www.indieegogo.com forward slash projects forward slash big hyphen daddy hyphen autism. And also during the break, you can visit hempmeds.com. You don't need to move from your radio and you don't need to move from your state. You can get CBD cannabidiol oil shipped right to your door. Hemp Med CBD rich hemp oil is available in all 50 states and over 40 countries. I'm going to give you the September 20% off Hemp Meds discount code exclusive to this radio program. That 20% off discount code is A1Radio9. That's A numeral 1, Radio numeral 9. It will be updated each month, so if you're listening to this archive in a month other than September, please check a current show. Please visit HempMeds.com, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you struggling with loss in your life? Whether it's grief, personal healing, or serious life changes that you are dealing with, tune in to Voices for Healing with host Kathy Roberts. Everything that happens to us teaches us and gives us hope and possibility. Kathy and her guest experts will bring you the tools that you need to start the healing process. There are so many ways to transform loss. Where can we take you? Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. 
and CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with Hemp Mets are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from Hemp Mets. The only question we have for you is, have you had your CBD today? Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Ken Siri, who is the coordinator of the Cutting Edge Therapies for Autism book series, as well as the uh, coordinator for 1001 Tips for the Parents of Autistic Boys. We're going to have some exciting news about that coming up here, all published by Skyhorse Publishing. And uh, Ken also serves as a board member of the National Autism Association New York Metro Chapter. He's the single sole custody dad to Alex, a teenager who is nonverbal and significantly impacted by autism. Aaron Feinstein is an educator, author, and theater and film director. He's at the helm of the Miracle Project New York, the organization Action Play, and he's the director of the upcoming film Big Daddy Autism, which features Ken and Alex in their area of New York City, Manhattan. Ken, before the break, you were alluding to the fact, as is shown in the trailer to the film Big Daddy Autism, that the significant behaviors, at least some of the significant behaviors displayed by Alex, are caused by his underlying physical issues. Yes. Yes. I'd say, and, you know, I, I, I'd say now, you know, I, I, I didn't, you know, so Alex, is, Alex has been living with me now, you know, full-time for seven years. Um, you know, when, when Alex was first with me and when I used to have him, you know, on weekends and holidays, um, it, you know, it was, it was fairly clear that sometimes some of the behaviors, um, which would be typical, anywhere, ranging anywhere from typical tantrums to, you know, outright striking others or himself, hitting, you know, ramming his head into the wall, biting himself, um, Sometimes you could kind of tell that he just wasn't feeling well. Other times, you know, it may have been more of an issue of frustration in his inability to communicate or get his point across or get his needs met. Um, but other times it looked like maybe it was just kind of a temper tantrum. But now, you know, after seven years of observation and being present, um, now, you know, to me it seems like it's virtually all um, issues of him you know, not feeling well and, um, 
with some frustration, but it's more of not feeling well and anxiety. Um, I think that that are driving most of the behaviors. So, and I and I've read this, and other people have said this too. But you know, the behaviors are really uh, a way for them to try to to try to communicate. Um, I, I know of one. I, I can't I can't recall who the person's name was, but I remember there was one um, child who later on was able to communicate, and I believe he was actually had become mostly, if not fully, verbal and. When he was younger, he used to strike people with whatever object he had nearby, including, you know, like a bat or something. And later on, he was asked, you know, why did you, why did you do that? And this child had said, you know, because that was his only way to communicate with someone. So, you know, when he struck someone, they paid attention uh, to him. And that was better than, even though it was, you know, people might get mad or upset, um, that's better than... Um, I guess being ignored. Um, so you know the, that's some that's one thing that I've learned over the time that I feel that Alex is especially now that Alex is a little bit older and we've kind of uh, figured each other out, being with each other, you know, twenty four seven, three sixty five. You know, I, you get a good intuitive sense of what's driving the behaviors, um, especially if you try to back up from them and understand them as opposed to just reacting in, in the instant. Um, so, yeah. Well, as you said, Ken, you need to be present in order to be patient, and you really, um, parents are experts on their children. Behaviors are a way to communicate, and um, instead of just relegating behaviors off to some, you know, psychological thing or I know we look at antecedent behavior consequence, and instead of just saying, oh, maybe it's because they didn't want to do their schoolwork, we could also ask the question, well, have they pooped for the last week? Exactly. Uh, yes, and it's really the most merciful thing to do to examine whether there are any physiological issues because we know that there are legitimate physiological issues underpinning the diagnostic label of autism. In your book, Cutting Edge Therapies for Autism, can you not only include chapters that relate to gastrointestinal issues, gut issues, but you also have, for example, RPM in their rapid prompting method that gives children, nonverbal, significantly impacted children, a way to communicate. There is a boy named Gavin, Gavin Schultz in the Midwest, and he is significantly impacted by autism, yet he is able to communicate beautifully, write, um, read. He even gave a presentation at Autism One with the help of his uh, RPM facilitator. Um, He's able to communicate, and and that is a wonderful thing, and, and that's a very kind thing to do for these individuals. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that information in the Cutting Edge Therapies for Autism book series. Since this is a program about Hope Ken, which interventions have helped uh, your son? You know, yeah, I mean, Alex has had, we've, you know, we haven't done, you know, everything that's in the book. And, And as you mentioned, Terry, it's, you know, there's biomedical approaches in there, there's educational approaches, there's approaches that target, you know, physical issues or sensory issues. Um, you know, so I've worked on what Alex's needs are. Um, you know, so the things that have helped Alex have been uh, diet, in particular the SCD diet, specific carbohydrate diet. 
um, that's eliminated, I think, and which is something if your child does have um, GI issues and you're doing gluten casein-free, it's probably something some, you should migrate to over time. It's not necessarily easy to jump right into that because it does eliminate all grains, you know, so a, a lot of folks on um, gluten casein-free may wind up using um, rice or other starchy-type products. But in Alex's case, it seems like the starch, which you're going to get with any grain and with a lot of uh, some of the beans that are out there. Um, so you really, in his case, I've had to get rid of all of that stuff. So Alex's diet is primarily, um, you know, clean meats. And by that, I mean, um, you know, nitrate-free, preferably the stuff is local and grass-fed and all that good organic um, type of stuff that we all really want to eat and also uh, fruits and vegetables. Um, so we've had to eliminate really a lot of stuff from his diet. Um, but, you know, again, and maybe this, you know, maybe this comes back, you know, to, to, uh, c- comes back to being a dad again. You know, when or having the dad involved, you know, I, when Alex maybe first came with me and I started tightening up his diet over time, you know, there were times I may put something out in front of him and he may not, he's, he always had a pretty good appetite. Um, so it wasn't that difficult for me, but there were times I would definitely put stuff out in front of him and he would kind of look at me like he wasn't in the mood for that uh, today. But that's what you're going to get. You know, if you're hungry, you're gonna, that's what you're going to eat. Otherwise, that's it. We know it. Everyone's not getting a separate meal around here. Um, so, and, and over time he did, you know, he was hungry. He ate the broccoli and he's like, Hey, this is pretty good. And now, you know, last night for dinner, he had, um, broccoli and cauliflower, which, you know, I sauteed in garlic and olive oil. Um, and he had some, uh, meatloaf that grandma had made for him, uh, over the weekend. We were there for the weekend and, uh, you know, that didn't have breadcrumbs and all that kind of stuff in it. Um, and he drank some water. Um, so he's, and if, when you see him in the film, Alice is a, you know, solid, healthy looking, uh, uh, kid. So diet's definitely been one thing. The, the GI treatments I mentioned have been really, really helpful. And, um, you know, it seems like, I forget what the figure is. I know I've written about this before on some of my blogs and stuff, but I think like 45% of the kids on the spectrum tend to have gastrointestinal issues, you know, and if that's the case, I, you know, and I didn't do it until I was forced into it until it developed into ulcerative colitis. But, you know, if I knew now what I knew then, you know, I would have brought him to someone like Dr. Krigsman earlier and had his uh, GI tract, uh, you know, ch- uh, checked out more thoroughly so that you can begin treatment at an earlier stage with maybe a less serious drug than Humira. Uh, but so diet, you know, treatment for the GI stuff, which in Alice's case requires, you know, some heavy-duty uh, medicines. He's also on some basic supplements, um, to help with his diet in particular he's he's had low levels of vitamin d which a lot of the kids have so we use like a high potent vitamin d supplement um but also you know one thing that especially recently um and again we've captured some of this in in the film i know aaron's gotten some of this has been uh anxiety has always been an issue especially in uh new york city i you know i always say new york's the best and worst place to have a have a child with autism because there's so many great service providers and people that work with kids here um, be, be, because there's a large population base, of course, and because there's a lot of folks with money who are willing to, you know, spend what's necessary. And there's a lot of private schools here, and that attracts a lot of, you know, talented people who work with the kids. But as you can imagine, it's also quite a sensory overload uh, in some circumstances. You know, Alex's favorite place to walk is Central Park, which luckily is not that far, and you can kind of get away from the city a little bit. But um, it's still 
on certain days, you know, when the weather's not right or he's not 100% or he hasn't had a, a proper bowel movement in a day or two, he may wind up getting a little anxious and he can get overloaded. And, you know, if it's not stopped, he can, you know, have a meltdown. Um, those are few and far between now, though, because we've, we've been using probably for about six months or so now um, uh, uh, hemp oil from, from the hemp plant uh, called CBD, actually, oil. And that, I noticed uh, a difference in Alex really right away on, on the first day. Like, he definitely became a lot less anxious. And um, I actually started using it myself. Not that I felt anxious, but, you know, I, I'm kind of a hyper New York former Wall Street guy. Um, and I took it, um, and I kind of put it in my protein shake in the morning. And I've noticed on a couple occasions, if I put too much in there, you know, I almost became a little bit too mellow, so I feel like I need my edge a little bit, so I kind of played with the dosing there, and like five drops works for me. But anyway, that's, some, that's another thing that's really helped a lot with Alex. So, you know, when people ask me what, what's been benefiting Alex, and I've heard, you know, people from, whether it's his teachers or people who have been involved with the film project, you know, I say treatment for the GI tract, I mentioned the hemp oil, and I mentioned the diet as really, um, as keys. And, you know, one, one other thing I would say would be, you know, keeping Alex uh, active. You know, we definitely, I try to get out for walks every day. You, you probably saw in the film, you know, Alex and I are trying to get out and be very physical with the running and stuff, and he really enjoys that. Um, and that just also helps burn off some of the energy. Yeah. Energy. Yes. And again, thank you for all of those uh, take home tips, Ken. And that's wonderful that sure. the hemp oil, the CBD cannabidiol, is helping Alex. Uh, and you, and as a matter of fact, uh, Skyhorse Publishing will be publishing a book about CBD, about cannabidiol. Uh, ooh, I hope I was, uh, it was okay that I let that cat out of okay. the bag, but that's just the kind of progressive company that uh, Skyhorse Publishing is. Yeah, so we will, yeah, we will be back soon from break here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, but don't move from your radio and don't move from your state. You can get CBD, cannabidiol oil shipped right to your door. Uh, Industrial-grade CBD-rich hemp oil can be shipped right to your door. HempMed CBD-rich hemp oil is available in all 50 states and over 40 countries. The discount code, 20% off, for September is A1Radio9. Please visit www.hempmeds.com. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. 
Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars, grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with Hemp Mets are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from Hemp Mets. The only question we have for you is, have you had your CBD today? Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Ken Seary and Aaron Feinstein. We're talking about the film Big Daddy Autism, www.indiegogo.com, indiegogo.com forward slash projects forward slash big hyphen daddy hyphen autism. And so, Ken, before the break, you were letting listeners know that, let's see, you know how to cook. Okay. And um, you're single. Yeah. And uh, so what's your dating life like as the parent of a special needs child? How do you find time for yourself to refresh and recharge? And how do you find support as a parent? Yeah, it's, well, you know, as far as, we, uh, and, I'll, and I'll break up the dating from, the, like, the recharging. You know, the, the recharging or finding time for myself, I always, um, you know, kind of followed the maxim of sort of, you know, if, if you're on an airline, you know, and they tell you, you know, if there's an issue and the, and the uh, oxygen bags pop down, you've got to put yours on first so that you're lucid enough to be able to get it on top of your child. So I definitely make sure to take care of myself. You know, I, I largely follow the same diet I give to Alex, so, you know, eat, eating healthy, and I make sure I sleep eight hours a night, um, and I do a lot of fitness stuff. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I've rearranged my life so that I can work from home, uh, so I'm, I can get out and work out during the day, do yoga. In fact, uh, when Aaron and the crew came down and caught this this weekend, I did um, an Ironman 70.3 race in New Jersey near my folks' house on on Sunday morning. So I keep myself fit. That helps with, you know, anxiety, stress. Also helps keep one present uh, to do all that stuff because I got to take care of myself so I can take care of Alex. Um, And I figure that's a good good thing to do and show, you know, my son that I think these things are important. Um, you know, one thing that has been difficult, which I think is, and I get asked a lot in, in regards to the film, has been having, you know, a social life. Um, so, I mean, it was, you know, we, we mentioned in the film, it's been, you know, it was, you know, six plus years, you know, before I even had gone, since I had been even out on a date, um, um, or kissed a girl or that, well, you know, all, all, that, all that kind of stuff, because, you know, it, it is tough to kind of fit that in. It's also tough to find someone to understand, you know, the, the life, meaning, you know, I, you know, maybe I arrange uh, to get out with someone on, a, on an occasion, on a night that you can have a sitter, you know, um, but then, you know, there's a meltdown or there's some sort of problem and then you can't go and you have to cancel at the last minute um, or you're out and you get called and you have to go home because there's some sort of problem at home. You know, uh, you know, only, you know, I've only really another parent or I think someone that works with, with these kids can kind of understand that. So it sort of limits, um, one's market as a single dad. 
Um, but that's good because the people who understand that are, you know, in a way, autism acts as, as a screen and you really get, you know, strong um, and, uh, you know, strong, intelligent and interesting people uh, are, are the ones who kind of get through that screen. It kind of eliminates a lot of, like, uh, the BS. Um, but that being said, it has been tough. It has been really tough to get out, you know, over the years as as I've rearranged my life to be able to work from home and found sitters and gotten a Medicaid waiver. And we have a great sitter now who's with, you know, us almost every day. It's become a little bit more possible to reconnect with some of my friends. And in, in, in New York City here, um, myself and some of my fellow board members and other friends in the community like Aaron, you know, I had started up uh, about a year and a half ago an informal group that we meet at a good friend of mine's uh, restaurant called Coyote on the West Side. Um, just to sort of like network and, and Tony of Skyhorse Publishing, you know, just to sort of network and um, um, meet other parents and, you know, you don't have to explain yourself and you can share some information on the kids and also have some fun and, and, and just kind of socialize. So, you know, that was one way. And that's once a month and I was happy to do it because it had, you know, there, there were times where it was, you know, you wouldn't get out at all. It wouldn't get out of the apartment for the entire, you know, week or weekend uh, for whatever uh, years ago when things were really difficult, when, you know, when Alex and I first kind of got together here in the city. But, you know, over the last several months, um, as this group has kind of developed and as I've been active on, on, on the board, as, as you mentioned uh, dur- during the intro, you know, I've met a lot of people that way. And um, a couple friends have, you know, um, set me up to go out. So now, you know, you'll, you'll see in the film and in the trailer, I've actually, uh, managed to actually get out, um, a couple times and that's really been great and fun and, you know, it's, it's helpful, but it's definitely been a challenge to kind of get to this point right now where I can just start thinking about and actually, uh, getting out and, you know, and money's been an issue too, because, you know, autism, there's a huge cost involved um, to take care of your child, and you get some help from, you know, the state and government and friends, and my parents are tremendously helpful. I wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff without them. But um, um, it's still, it, you know, it's still a challenge. And, you know, the problem is it, it's, not, it's not possible, really, for it to be a priority priority, you know, because there's just so many other things. But I, I, am, I am trying to make time for it, and, you know, I'm starting to have a little fun doing it. Well, kudos to you for being a devoted dad, Ken. So, ladies, he can cook. He's a devoted dad. He knows how to shop for healthful food, and he's a marathon runner, and he has told you where you can find him once a month. Aaron Feinstein, how did you and Ken become friends? Uh, I remember Ken and Alex uh, from when I worked at the Rebecca School in Manhattan. Um, I was a theater educator there. And uh, I, I never worked directly with Alex, but I do remember, you know, seeing Ken in the building, and he was like one of the only dads I would see in the building, and he was there a lot. Um, but I just remember seeing, you know, Ken and Alex together and thinking, wow, he, you know, he was just so incredibly patient with Alex, who sometimes had pretty severe tantrums back then. Um, and they just kind of had this thing. And so years later, when this, this, this kind of an idea for a project was, was floating around, uh, Ken and I know some similar people, um, and, and, you know, just the idea of, of, of um, filming them, I was like, wow, you know, they, they, had some, they, were, they were a really unique relationship. I remember that. Um, and so I took some test footage and, you know, kind of slowly got the project going. 
Um, and I, I, I just really enjoyed what I was, what I was seeing. And I, I really thought it represented something that a lot of folks weren't really talking about, which is kids that are more impacted on, on the spectrum and their relationships with uh, their caregiver. And specifically in this case, you know, Ken being a single full custody dad, um, I thought was particularly unique. Um, so that's, that's how Big Daddy Autism came about. So you have a particular eye and, and intuition for these things. Is there anything in your own uh, personal life or family life that's given you a particular heart for all of the different projects that you do? Uh, I, my mom works, uh, you know, is an educator, and she, was, um, she basically, you know, worked with kids that had um, disabilities when I was growing up. Um, and, you know, I didn't really necessarily think I... It wasn't the door that I thought my life was going to go through, but I, I guess when I started doing creative projects uh, with people with disabilities, I, I just enjoyed them. I thought they were really cool people, you know, and so, um, and I also related to it personally because I grew up uh, with a pretty significant learning disability, um, and so I could relate to just kind of the stigmas and the judgment and the various things that kind of went along with that the bullying and all of these pieces, you know, it's something I felt very deeply uh, uh, personally. So, you know, um, I guess it gave me kind of a heart for this community. You also are at the helm of the Miracle Project New York. I, I am. And, and we, uh, well, actually, we just, we, we actually just transitioned to, um, we're, I, I run a company called Action Play, um, and that's really um, the, the, the big piece, but I worked with the Miracle Project for 10 years. Um, Elaine Hall is a very good friend of mine and uh, somebody who really brought me, introduced me into this community um, and introduced me to this community. And, you know, I think just the idea of working creatively, I, I do a lot of work with museums and cultural centers to become more inclusive so they start opening their doors to families with special needs um, uh, families uh, and 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 people, you know, just so we can create kind of a more inclusive culture. Uh, it's something that, that I take a lot of passion in. That's lovely. So, what were the filming locations that you employed in the film Big Daddy Autism? Well, I mean, I think New York City is a character in this film, and 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 in some senses, um, you know, I I guess part of the reason why the story spoke to me was I live in New York City and I, New York City is such a, it is a character. You know, New York City is a character of, of its own. So it's, it's kind of interesting to talk about autism in the city that's so full of this like sensory overload. And it's just, it's a tough city, you know, it's, a, it's expensive. There's just a lot of things around New York City and it's lovely, you know, like the social environment and the, you know, kind of this kind of lifestyle here is very attractive to a lot of people. I think that we, you know, most people who live in New York City are kind of active people or people that like to move, um, you know, and, and, I, and I, I really, you know, for me to be able to talk about that and kind of reflect on my own experiences here through this movie, uh, it's been a, a tremendous thing. Before we take a brief break, uh, Aaron, what are some of the other website addresses that listeners should visit? Uh, you can go to www.bigdadautism.com. And that is where you can make a PayPal donation uh, to the film. The, the Indiegogo campaign actually ended, but the trailer's still there. It's still hosted on the site, so you can definitely check it out. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going on. We have Facebook uh, at Big da- uh, um, Daddy Autism is our Facebook, Twitter, uh, B- uh, Big Daddy Autism. So, yeah, check, check it all out. <laughs> okay. So listeners, during the break, if you would please check out Big Dad Autism, 
www.thepetshealth.com and don't move from your radio or your state. You can get the CBD oil, the kind of cannabidiol oil that uh, Ken was referencing is helpful in a previous segment. And you can get that kind of item from Hemp Meds, which can provide CBD-rich hemp oil uh, shipped right to your door in all 50 states, over 40 countries. I'm going to give you the discount code, 20% off for September, A1 Radio 9, and visit hempmeds.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you or someone you love struggle with Alzheimer's disease or some other disorder? Many times, there is not an adequate support forum where you can learn from and discuss topics from top guest experts. Tune in to NeuroMatters, The Brink of Alzheimer's with Dr. Sam Brinkman. Although thought of as a disease that affects only older individuals, increasingly, symptoms are being found in people who are in their 40s and 50s. Get the answers. NeuroMatters airs live Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars, grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with Hemp Meds are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from Hemp Meds. The only question we have for you is... Have you had your CBD today? Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back, and before the break, we were talking to Aaron Feinstein. He is the director of the film we've been talking about, Big Daddy Autism. And you can visit Big Daddy Autism at BigDadAutism.com. Aaron, what was the actual purpose in developing the film, Big Daddy Autism? Um, I think it was really to talk about um, what it means to be a single parent raising um, a, a child, and, and specifically a child on the autism spectrum, um, and to talk about really, I, I really was interested in the dating part, you know, that Ken, Ken uh, wanted to date, and I thought that that was kind of an interesting story, you know, um, thinking about just the amount, you know, working with people with autism, working with families with autism, you know, I, I've definitely seen uh, just the amount of responsibility. Um, and, you know, to think about the idea of dating, you know, what that looked like, and when people successfully, you know, as, as parents um, who have children on the autism spectrum. So it's something I, I you know, I, I thought about before, 
And I thought that was just an interesting kind of vehicle to tell the story um, about, you know, about autism about and, and also just about a unique relationship, you know, um, uh, specifically being a single parent. Well, it is beautiful and um, and lovely, and, and thank you to you, Aaron and Ken, for putting this together. It is very touching. Aaron, what are your hopes for the positive effects of Big Daddy Autism? Um, I hope we can, you know, really um, start to look at autism and, and, and get a dialogue, you know, kind of to increase the dialogue um, in understanding that it is a spectrum, you know, that it, and that there are families that have children that are more impacted on the spectrum, and there are families that have children. You know, it's just so wide. Um, but I, I, I feel like, you know, um, you know, uh, people like us a lot of times um, are not represented or they're misrepresented in the media. And I think it's really important to um, to, to talk about them and, and to not make, uh, you know, I really didn't want to make a sad violin movie. That's what I call half the documentaries about autism I've seen, you know, where it's just like, oh, oh such a tragedy. You know, it's like there's a lot of, you know, Ken is such a positive guy and has such a positive outlook on life. And, you know, um, that, you know, I think people need to see stories that inspire them. So our, our real goal, um, and I say it in the trailer, is to inspire you. You know, that's, that's what we want people to, to leave with. Also true. And you said the way to support the film, um, you can visit Big Dad Autism. Dot com and um, I assume uh, cr- uh, donate to the production uh, process. And are, are there also places where you know people can screen this in their hometowns? Screen uh, the screen. Uh, said screen the movie. Is that what you're asking? Are are you going to have anything where people can show this in their own hometown? Like oh, when ab- does it ab- debut? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we definitely, um, you can contact us on the website, and we are, we're getting requests already. Um, so we're in the process, like we're still shooting the film right now. We're probably going to shoot through the end of the year, and then we'll go through an editing process, and, and hopefully we'll be re- releasing sometime in 2015, uh, early 2016. Um, so, so it's a long process, but, but I mean, yes, we really want to get a community dialogue going about this film. Um, and we want to widen that community as much as possible. You know, I think it's so important that people engage in the, in the discussions that I think will hopefully be sparked by the, the film. Very good. Please keep us posted here. Ken, you wanted to let people know about the upcoming 101 Tips for the Parents of Autistic Boys book. Yes, yes. As, as you mentioned earlier, you know, one, one of the books I did put out was 1001 Tips, um, and... That was in 2010, I believe. So it's actually been a while, and we haven't updated the book. Um, you know, and I was talking with uh, Skyhorse about that, and, and, and Tony had done 1,001 Tips for Girls, and we both decided that you know, now was a good time to update the books. But we really wanted to focus, and you know, the, the books are so huge, and there's so much information there. You know, one thing I hear from a lot of people is that um, it, it, it really takes a lot of work to get through the entire book. So what we're doing is focusing on what we believe are the, you know, the most significant um, tips you know, that we'd like to share w- with folks, especially parents. Um, so it's a, it's a more distilled and focused version of the book. And, of course, since 2010, there's been a lot of um, changes and um, you know, new things that we've found to be beneficial, including the hemp oil. Um, so um, that book, um, which um, we're finishing up 
uh, you know, this year will be out. I believe it's scheduled or planning to be out in April for Awareness Month, so uh, folks should look out for that. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that with us, Ken. We also want to give a shout-out um, of support to Melanie Hamilton Baldwin. She is one of the Thinking Moms of the Thinking Moms Revolution, and um, Melanie is facing a significant situation with cancer, with uh, liver, uh, uh, spine, and bone, hip cancer. We want to support Melanie her, and her son also is profoundly uh, autistic. And so we are asking people to please support uh, Melanie Hamilton Baldwin, her son, her family, um, for many more years for Melanie to be together with her son, for him to have his mommy. So we ask you to please visit thinkingmomsrevolution.com, thinkingmomsrevolution.com. The Thinking Moms Revolution book was also published by Skyhorse, so that makes it even more relevant to this discussion that we've had today. But thinkingmomsrevolution.com, look at the right-hand sidebar of your screen. Look for Melanie Hamilton Baldwin's picture, and under that, click the link that says Read More. That will take you to a site where you can make a donation to Melanie Hamilton Baldwin and her family during this very important time. Um, Please show your support, and thank you very much for doing so. And I want to thank Ken Siri and Aaron Feinstein for being my guests today about this intriguing and important film, Big Daddy Autism. Thank you, Ken and Aaron. Thank Thank you. you, Gary. We want to give, uh, mention again Skyhorse Publishing. They are at www.skyhorsepublishing.com, a really progressive publishing house for all matters autism. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.